0: This is FoxCast OT, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Well, uh, let's start like this here on FoxCast. Uh, Let's introduce our guests. Sarah Carruthers, Uh, introduce yourself. Let everybody know what you uh, get to do with the practice.
1: Hi, Jimmy. Yes, I'm Sarah Carruthers. I'm the Director of Senior Living Partnerships with Fox. I have the pleasure of meeting new senior living partners in existing territories or as we launch into new territories. Um, And then I get to support the relationships we have already in progress with our regional directors.
0: And also on the show today, Barbara Rome. Barbara, welcome. Introduce yourself a little bit. What do you get to do?
2: Hi, Jimmy. I um, am an occupational therapist in Ohio East One. I've been here for two years now. My Foxiversary was on June 25th. And I've been fortunate to be in Ohio since the very beginning almost. So I've seen it kind of be built from the ground up. And I've worked in a few different senior living communities, but primarily in one right now.
0: I don't think we use the term Fox nearly enough. So thank you for bringing that one to the show. And I'll be. I'll making- try. I ask people that from now on. We uh, we produce articles, videos, podcasts, obviously, if you're listening to this, and we share those for free for you at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox Content. One of those articles we wanted to talk with you ladies about was titled, Think There's Not a Lot You Can Do for Memory Care Residents? Think Again. The first paragraph really started off, and we'll go to Sarah with this one, started off with, please don't refer your, your memory care residents to us. There's not a whole lot we can do for them. And that was in quotes. That's something that gets said pretty often or something thereof. Talk about why you let off this article with that, why that resonated with you.
1: That's exactly where I sort of started. Um, in my position, I get to talk to a lot of senior living partners that, that maybe don't utilize therapy a lot in their memory care section of their community. It's frustrating because I get to see both sides. I get to watch people like Barbie work beautifully with memory care residents and, and see things that they can achieve. But then I also hear a different stigma on the other side. And typically, the reason they don't refer a lot of memory care residents is because the therapy providers they've worked with before have given them that sent statement. You know, there's not a whole lot we can do. They're kind of where they are is where they are. They're only going to decline. And I thought, you know, it's time we kind of speak up and help change the stigma surrounding that that thought process.
0: Yeah. I liked how you started with that, which is really the opposite of everything we believe at Fox, but it definitely grabs people's attention. Barbie, when you hear that, how do you react? When someone when someone is is talking about an older adult, hey, look, not a whole lot we can do. How does that make you feel as an OT who works with older adults?
2: It's frustrating. And I've worked about six years in memory care and I've seen the exact opposite of that sentiment. Persons with dementia can absolutely benefit from therapy. You just have to understand it's a different type of therapy, depending on their stage of dementia, different comorbidities they have. Um, And that's when it's important to use your expertise and skills to determine kind of what stage they're in, what they have to offer, and then tailor your plan of care around that. So they absolutely can benefit from therapy. You just have to remember, it's gonna look a little different than your typical maybe 65-year-old adult who's still driving and still managing a home. It's just a different type of therapy. And I always feel like if I'm doing my job well, the resident doesn't know they're doing therapy, and the staff might not even realize what we're doing is therapeutic as well.
0: Yeah, you, you use that word different several times in your answer. And I, I learned this going through PT school, which was – it's going to be different it should be different for every person right their presentations are going to be different but there can be benefits even when they're not and i'm using air quotes on a podcast even if they're not <laughs> typical otptslp they can help and and sometimes if the uh, if the if the patient is declined enough sometimes not losing ground is a victory and That was hard for me to get my mind around as a PT student. But as a practicing clinician, I definitely saw the benefit, the great benefit in preventing decline.
2: Absolutely. I I agree with that. And that's oftentimes how I communicate with families saying in an early stage, mild stage of dementia, you're still able to talk to them on the phone. You're able to take them out to your home or out to dinner with your family. If we're able to address this proactively now, you're going to be able to keep those memories and those experiences that much longer and slow the progression of dementia, which is always beneficial for the resident and staff and their family.
0: Love that. Well said. Let's go back to Sarah. You led off with this article, which again, people can find at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox content, amongst other great reads. Uh, You led off with that line. How do you counter that? Or, or how do you educate around it? What are your tactics since this is the world you live in? And when you hear this enough, it's got to frustrate you. But then my question is, what do you think the best practice is to do about it?
1: Sure. That's a great question. And usually what, what is followed up by the senior living partner or the caregiver um, with their their loved one. So Fox actually developed a tool that we call the Dementia Playbook. And we know that you know this is a, a challenging disease. We know we're not going to cure it. But we have tools that the caregiver or the, the nurses or um, the therapist can use, depending on what stage of dementia they're in, to what Barbie alluded to. So there's three, three main categories. It's communication, behaviors, and activities that are addressed. Given the stage of dementia, it helps walk the caregiver through tactics to help make the resident or the patient successful and have a better quality of life through meaningful moments, which turn into meaningful days and meaningful memories for both the families and the caregivers.
0: Yeah. Talk about that playbook. You, uh, you have a link for it in the article as well. What does that allow people to do? You highlighted the, the three main avenues, communication, behavior, activities. You know, what, what are they looking for when you suggest this?
1: When we partner with senior living communities, the Dementia Playbook is provided for the caregivers and the staff there. And they work hand-in-hand hand with our team, Physical Occupational Therapists and the Speech-Language Pathologists, and they're literally given on-site training through this playbook. It's accessible to them on-site, and they utilize it for families. There's questionnaires in there, little quizzes to help folks understand the stages of dementia and maybe the frustrations they're feeling with their loved ones based on their stage. But yes, it's available through our partnerships with Senior Living.
0: I love the fact that it's called a playbook because going to what Barbara was just talking about, what typical isn't typical and a playbook isn't a a straight A to Z way to do it. It's a playbook. All right. When we run into a situation that looks like this, we can go this way or this way. Uh, But when we run into a situation that looks like this, we can go the other way. So it's essentially saying that there's not nothing we can do. There's a bunch. But it is specific to the older adult, the stage that they're in and the individual, where they are. Barbie, what are your experiences been in terms of uh, using this with caregivers and patients?
2: I actually have it next to me right now.
0: There you go. Your playbook. You've got (laughs) to keep it right next to you at all times. I love that.
2: I honestly use it probably every single day, if not at least four or five times a week. I find it helpful for myself as a clinician just to remember certain strategies if I'm experiencing difficulty with a certain patient or maybe tried a few things and I'm feeling a little burnout referencing that again to see maybe I haven't tried something that I didn't even think about. Um, I often use it a lot as an educational piece for caregivers though, Um, specifically when I've created like an ADL tailored plan for a resident on the memory care unit, I print out the applicable applicable pages, so bathing, dressing, grooming, um, kind of highlight what works for them and then put that in their chart for the staff to reference as needed. That way, after I discharge, there's still that continuity of care and cueing and assistance so that resident can stay at the same level that they were able to achieve with therapy. I think it's great for communication tools as well. Um, Some of them seem very simple, but as you can see, sometimes you get burnout a little bit and stressed when caring for ones with dementia. So they're just nice tools to remember.
0: This is hard, right? You've been doing this for years and I'm sure therapists out there who are listening right now, have been doing this, caring for these individuals for a long time. This is difficult, right? But that's why it's meaningful, and it's that's why it's skilled. That's why it takes skill to do that. The fact that you're still referring to this playbook, even though you've been doing this day in and out for for years, shows that there are alternatives, there are different different options in each situation. But that it's important to keep going back and remembering. Okay, well, I can't do this. I tried. I thought this was going to work. Right on evaluation, I definitely thought I could go this way. But then life happened with that particular patient. Now you know what? I'm not just going to throw my hands up and say there's nothing I can do, which is the crux of this article that you wrote. It really is saying let's let's try a different thing. But uh, constantly keeping that playbook close is uh, is a great strategy. So I like to hear that. Also mentioned in the article, Sarah was the Fox Restoring Life Program. How do you explain what that is to people? Talk to me about that.
1: We have a program at Fox called Living Better Longer, and there are two main pillars. One is called Restoring Balance, focusing on fall prevention, obviously very important. But the other is Restoring Life. And what it is is exactly what the title is. We look a lot at today, you know, modern medicine has enabled us to live extremely long lives. We're able to keep people alive longer through you know, advances scientifically, but we constantly look back at quality as just as important. You know, If you're able to live to 92, 93, 99, that's wonderful, but if you're not having a good quality of life, does it really matter or is that as important that you're living to 99? The same goes for our memory care residents. We want to restore their life as much as possible so they have a great quality of life. Um, and through the dementia playbook and through caregiver training that Barbie was talking about, it's so important to have them still feel like there's good quality in their life day to day. And through, through programs like the playbook and through, we always say like the hardest job in senior living is the caregivers in memory care. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to feel successful at their job, but if day to day you're met with frustration and burnout and don't have a clear understanding of the best methods it's so incredibly difficult. So not unsurprisingly, we find that turnover, the caregiver turnover in memory care is one of the biggest challenges for our partners. So the more support we can give them and the carryover from Barbie's treatments and the, the strategies and tools that work for that resident, the more successful the caregiver feels, the family feels, the resident feels. And we know that's gonna have the biggest effect on them.
0: Sounds like a real honest and true team approach to taking care of these individuals. Exactly. As I mentioned a minute ago, this is this is definitely not easy, but that person's, that person's life and well-being worth it. And that's where the team comes in, because if one person's trying to, to shoulder the entire load, that person's going to get burned out. And then there's two people we need to take care of. So I love the fact that there are programs like the Fox Restoring Life program and that playbook just as a constant reminder of there's always something else we can try. And, uh, let's keep that close to heart. So, uh, tradition is on the show. Last thing we do is called your Fox tail. Get it? Tail comes at the end, but also <laughs> tail story. So I'm going to ask the same question for both of you guys. Uh, we'll start with Sarah. Why did you decide to work with Fox working with older adults? What about that? That group of people really excites you.
1: So I remember many years ago visiting my grandfather in and assisted living community. And, um, a specific time of day, we were there, he said, Oh, my physical therapist is coming. And we said, Okay, uh, you know, we'll, we'll scoot out. And we'll come back later. And he said, Oh, no, no, don't worry about it. He'll be in and out. It's a waste of time. And it just kind of struck me and always stuck with me. Um, fast forward, three years ago, now at Fox, my Fox anniversary, And I saw this opportunity to sort of change that mindset. And I found an organization that actually does make a difference and it's not a waste of time and they care for a a population arguably one of the most vulnerable but the most deserving of a good quality of life and i love the mission and i loved what they had to bring and you know god willing we're all going to be there someday and i want to live my fullest life so why not be part of the group that's trying to change the way we perceive aging
0: i i love that, that, that kind of motivation making it personal about people that's where it should begin and end uh barbie what about you your Fox deal.
2: So I actually had a level one rotation with Fox when I lived in Pittsburgh and loved the mission, loved everything that Fox stood for. Unfortunately, when I graduated from OT school, there were no positionings in the area. Um, And then my move to Ohio, and I actually looked on Fox's website. Ohio was not listed as a state yet, but shortly after they were. So I hopped on board. Because I love the mission. Like I said, I love older adults from a young age. I I had pen pal programs with older adults in senior living that formed into relationships where I would go have lunch with them or my mom and I would go see them on a Saturday afternoon. And I remember one resident in particular, her name was Teddy. She would come to her house for holidays because she did not have any living family left. So Mm -hmm. I've always loved that population. I say they can kind of be like kids sometimes, except they can drink alcohol and swear, which (laughs) makes it even more fun. Um, But I just love forming those relationships and learning from their life experiences and then be able to give something to them in return.
0: Gosh, man, that's uh, that's a whole lot of great in one story. I like that a lot. And if <laughs> if someone is out there in that situation, I didn't know that about you, Barbie, in terms of you were looking for it, but Fox wasn't available in Ohio. And man, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast episode, but we might be in your state by now because we keep expanding to help more older adults. So, uh, you know, I'll just say, check out the website and see when we're coming to help the older adults in your area and when you can do that with us. If that's something you'd want to do, check out Fox Rehab Dot org. Uh, ladies, thanks so much for putting the effort into writing this episode and talking to uh, the article and talking about it with us. We, we appreciate the insight. I, I'll be honest, when I first saw the title, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be scary. Please <laughs> don't, don't refer to memory care residents to us. But uh, but that's the uh, that's part of the stigma of ages and that we're fighting. And I'm glad that you guys are, are amongst many therapists working with older adults to fight that stigma. So thanks so much for writing and talking with us today on the show.
2: Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy.
0: Thanks for listening to Foxcast OT, a clinically excellent podcast. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, Freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great health care. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.